flaccid and fapping. Our next docket item is about a man who has a very interesting fetish. We have talked a lot about fetishes, and this is part of our ongoing discussion here at Go Fuck Yourself. People are turned on by many different things. Everybody's wired differently. If we were to, if we, if this room were to say, "Hey, let's put on some porn afterwards, watch it," we would have four different ideas of what would be arousing. But this fellow, I don't think, would be on any of our. Uh, favorite lists continuous sincere affectionate and yes sexual expression of love over the last 45 years edward smith has had nearly 1000 lovers but only one has been a woman the rest have been cars that should be a mazda ad <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> oh <laughs> you're really gonna love your car so when I first saw this, I was like, oh, that is totally me. But then I actually got to the whole article and went, no, 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 no. I get a little bit wet with a really good, well-restored classic car. I am yes. not going to lie. But I'm not going to date or fuck that car. The 63-year-old from Yelm, Washington, is a self-confessed mechophile, meaning he is sexually attracted to machines. He says his conquests have included Mustangs, Jaguars, even TV helicopter, Airwolf. Some guys look at, at uh, boobs and buns of beautiful women and I look at this and see what they might feel. I first developed a, an attraction to cars and helicopters in about 1965. When he was like Every kid 14. at that age awakens to their libidinal energy and it's part of life so but with me it was intense it must be an Alfa Romeo certainly different <laughs> at least because I'll, I'll just say Alfa Romeos are sexy yeah 62 to 66 Corvette for me it would be a, a anything American made before the catalytic converter 1939 Buick Okay, so we all have a car, and I, okay, so I used to get, before I hit puberty, or when I was around puberty, my dad used to say, ooh, that's a sexy car, and I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't know how to process that, because to me, a car wasn't sexy. Later, I learned that it could be because of the lines reminding you of a female form or even right. just it's sleek and well designed and it geometrically pleases your eyes or the engine is, okay, is beautiful but calling a car sexy did not make any sense to me and it would really embarrass it would embarrass me as a teenager i was like that's not sexy i really think this guy is a little too self-absorbed if one he's like i have a thousand conquests like you think highly of yourself but also I mean, a thousand cars, they're cars. Right? They're right. Car, they're right? A thousand cars. Can, can a car give consent? That's a question. <laughs> Is he having consensual sex? Only, it feels only if he turns it on first. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So I, I, go ahead. I was going to say what this really is: is destination masturbation. Oh, will you, will you please? That. Will you please tell our, our our dear listener what that means? Destination masturbation is when you intentionally masturbate for the extra sexual pleasure you feel by doing it in a specific location or in a specific vehicle in this case. What do you think he means by having sex with a car? And how? And in the video, he's running his hands lovingly around the curves. Yeah, no, but they didn't show the sex part, which I think would be the most interesting part uh, because I'm just genuinely curious. It's because this clip didn't come from Vice. That's why they didn't show well, the sex it, part. And, and so the, the question is, is he a top or a bottom? 
Yes. Okay. I would have to assume he's a top. I would assume he's a top. So my guess is he's either like doing it into the creases in the seats Mm. <laughs> or or just straight up pan job. I was picturing the, the tailpipe. I don't well, know. Why. I, I, I was thinking if it's a stick shift, um, then uh-huh. maybe it could be an anal thing. Oh. Can we see yeah. what the next clip says, Dave? Because he he talks a few more. After losing his virginity to a neighbor's Volkswagen Beetle, Edward went on to sleep with hundreds of vehicles. After losing his virginity to a neighbor's Volkswagen Beetle, Edward went on to sleep with hundreds of vehicles. But now Edward says his wild days are over and he's ready to commit to his long-term lover, Vanilla, a second-hand VW Beetle he bought 30 years ago. When I hold Vanilla in my arms, there's um, powerful energy that comes from her in response to that. And if anything would ever happen to her, I would be, I'd be more than heartbroken. Edward also keeps two other lovers, a 1973 Opal GT called Cinnamon, and a 1973 Ford Ranger called Splash, but Vanilla is his number one. He even takes them on romantic dates. Uh, Well, Vanilla, how you doing? I love you, Vanilla. Okay, a couple things on that. Uh, I... First off, I do name my cars, and I do uh, have my my Mazda is Ruby, and the '73 Beetle is Peeps. Unless she is broken down and thrown a fit, then she's Olga, the the West German bitch. Now, having said that, that's all I do is name my car, and I hope that he stays away from my Beetle. I think he <laughs> sounds will. like sounds like he likes Volkswagen Beetles. That's his type. For yeah, sure. yeah, his types are, are West German women. So I'm not going to lie. It's Cars. a really cute Beetle. It's an old, you know, it's the old style. It's like a That's early 70s model, maybe late 60s model. Um, it's in great condition. It's beautiful. It's white. It's lovely. Um, it's not sexy. It's really cute. Yeah, I have a 73 uh, Volkswagen Beetle Type 1, uh, which is the, like one of the original Beetles, right? Uh, Would you fuck it? Hell to the no. Would you fuck in it? Uh, if there were room. There's no room in that car, but, uh, well, we, you work it out. Ha- have I had sex in that car? So let's, while he's pondering that, let's think about this. What turns you on? Is that hardwired? I think some of it is. Like, if, for example, if it's uh, gender, um, like uh, gay, straight, bisexual, whatever. Mechophiliac? Well, not necessarily that. You should have seen what he was doing when he was fondling that um, Airwolf helicopter model. You know, and and I will say, at Opal GT, he has good taste. It's 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 a really pretty. It's a beautiful car. It's a pretty green too. It's Is it's it? delightful. We have we have a little bit more from this guy. There has been little scientific study into mechophilia, but Edward claims to share his passion with more than five hundred other enthusiasts on an online forum. Despite uh, Edward's alternative lifestyle. He's made many car friends, I'm including car, long-term neighbors, Sarah. He's a wonderful soul. He's been a great neighbor to me. And Never if he's found something that makes him happy, then that makes me happy. And it pulls him out of the gene pool, which makes me happy. <laughs> and <laughs> that's great. <laughs> he's not hurting anyone. He is not hurting anyone. I was going to point that out. Yeah, he's not hurting anyone. And uh, that is a very, very good thing. Because what he's doing, really, uh, personally, my take and i'm on on sex is if it's consensual between i was thinking two people (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, then then it it it's not wrong, and it doesn't matter um, if one of the people is a car. Now that it's okay, I was gonna keep it human, but yes, if if it was gonna be uh, a car, he's at least not having problem. Uh, it, mm, how do I say this? He's not um, hurting anyone. It's he, horsepower, not a horse. <laughs> Ooh. Right, there's no living beings involved, so consent is irrelevant? I guess that would be true. So if it, as long as it's consult, uh, consensual between people... But there's I, no other per- person involved in this contract. Exactly. So um, As long as he cleans up the mess afterwards, why would a car object to having come on its seat? I don't know. So if this idea of if the thing that causes sexual pleasure in us requires consent, I would have to ask my vibrator every time. Well, oh, yes, if it's if it's... Uh, not if it's an inanimate object like a car vibrator yeah. you, you don't have to give consent if it's a human being you do okay but when I'm done fapping I always I always say thank you ladies as always <laughs> I think we have a little bit more of this guy oh I can't wait after years of experimenting Edward says he is relieved to have finally found the solid relationship he has craved for so long there's something about vanilla that I can't fully express on an emotional level, except that it's very powerful, very sincere. I try to be private about it. Yeah. But still, never ever ashamed. I love her and would never want anything to happen to her. And while Edward admits that Porsches and attack helicopters will always ignite his old urges, he is more than happy to be settling down with Vanilla and spending many more happy days and nights together. You're about True to love. burst, Allison. What do you got? He sounds like Linus and Charlie Brown looking for the pumpkin patch that is the most sincere. And it's just, I can't, I can't. <laughs> okay, so check it out. This guy's trolling. I don't know. 100%. This guy's trolling. There's no way this is real. There's, the, the way the story was reported, this is just a troll. The whole thing is, uh, they're just Oh, you're trolling. talking about the reporters? They're talking uh, the whole thing. It's, it's, everybody's, uh, it's parody. Everybody's in on the joke. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's a whole, it's a parody thing. It's, it's, it's just time on a show. Like a, I, I actually think that this is um, just solid gold. I, I, I really do. Maybe that's it. why it's a troll. This is, and also this goes back to being, this guy is pure, but it's hyperbolically pure again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pure as the driven snow. If you're talking about like with with, uh, has he ever had sex with a human being? Yes, one. They one. One. one, 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 one. She was the one. He had nine nine hundred ninety nine bitches, and only one of them was a human. <laughs> uh. Is so I don't want to kink shame somebody. If somebody really does get sexually aroused by machines or cars, you go, girl, or you go, dude. Like I think that is fantastic. Um, I think there may be some other things at work here. For example, you may want to talk to a therapist about these urges and how you have issues relating sexually or intimately with your fellow human beings as well. And there may even be some things that come up in the past. And we're going to take a little break because I just need to laugh. And so we're going to play a song by NVS and it's called Daddy's Girl. Your has been a stage idol as Betty Page I count your culture well And hide inside your shell Claim that you're an outsider Well, I've been up You always trust the part Black makeup looking sharp I tint in my space pose Hot topic branded clothes Tattoos and fishnets A self-inflicted silhouette Hang out at coffee shops An audience when 
clean yeah. it dear god clean it clean it <laughs> and this is this has been go fuck yourself better because everything that we're talking about in how to take care of your vagina is to hopefully help you have better sex yeah and this is for both men and women they mention don't spray anything down there mm. men i see constantly Open up the drawers and spray, spray some spray, Axe spray yeah. or whatever. Please don't you know, put Axe on your decks. It's, it you know. doesn't taste good. No, it does if not. If you want anyone to put their mouth on it, <laughs> don't, don't make spray it. spray it with perfume. Yeah. Don't. It doesn't need to smell like Mountain Dew. It, it, <laughs> like, Actually, if, if somebody's cock smelled like, tasted like Mountain Dew, that would be pretty fucking, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I would see that as being a bonus. <laughs> Do they make Mountain Dew f- flavored fruit roll up yet? No. Oh, no. Damn. Are they caffeinated? No. <laughs> I would chug so oh, much. There's a, there's, there's a niche. There's caffeinated a niche. dick wrappers. Oh my God. <laughs> Jolt. <laughs> is that the name of our next band? Caffeinated dick wrappers? <laughs> The first single is No They Don't Make It in Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> that was a callback to Go Fuck Yourself episode four featuring uh, the media wench myself and Jessa back on the mic. And if you would like to hear the full clip, uh, that was kind of towards the end. We were, we were, we were getting a little, little saucy. Our final uh, straightforward docket item before we get into our Go Fuck Yourself Better segment is one of my favorite clips that we've ever pulled for this show. It's an absolutely fabulous woman, and she is what I'd call a specialty mistress. She has a niche. We've talked about the financial dominatrix on the previous episodes where women would dominate men financially and no sexually. This woman has an even more interesting and intellectual take on domination. Let's hear what she has to say. It's very wonderful to be a black femme um, whipping a white man. If she's educating uh, men, um, there's different, or people in general, uh, there is no wrong way to do that, right? I, I, I would think um, if, if these guys are paying her to be a dominatrix and she's teaching them a thing or two um, may, to make them a better person, I personally don't see a problem with it. She's going to tell a little bit more about this and what she does and why what she is doing is actually pretty important. My name is Mistress Velvet. I've been a dominatrix for four years and a goddess my whole life. The core of my domination style is that I force slaves to read Black Feminist Theory. My very first slave I had ended up being like, you are such a nice, kind, and smart person, but you will never be a dom. And that like really upset me. Should we pause for a moment just to, we, uh, no, I don't, your delicate ears for much yeah. of, wiki, wiki, wiki. For much of this interview, she is in fact beating a slave and we will hear from her slave later on who, I, who calls himself only slave. It's like, no, I don't want any white man telling me that there's something I can't do. And so it kind of pushed me to like do a lot of research around BDSM and kind of cultivate myself as a dom and what that meant for me. 243 mistress. <laughs> 244, thank you mistress. I kind of pushed them to engage in BDSM outside of like what you think of it as just being beaten by some cruel woman. Thank you, mistress. And so that's kind of a lot of where the, like, readings come Thank in. You. Oh, I like this. You're getting a little mark. Oh. 
I'm just going to point out that uh, if you see the video, she's actually talking, doing the interview while she's actually whipping this guy, right? So it's not like, uh, you know, it, it cut, cut goals. in. Yeah. Squad goals. I, yeah, I want to be able to do an interview while I'm whipping a slave. That's fantastic. I First off, uh, I give her you know major props for just uh, being able to do two things at once because I can't. <laughs> so and she will explain a little bit more but there's a big kind of disconnect i think with with white people and you think? slavery because we don't have slaves now and we don't think about it but being a slave is very much part of our american history and i had not thought about this point of view until i listened to this woman yep adding on to the fact that we actually do have slavery in this country let alone proven only by the fact that california just pa- not california colorado the other cool state uh just passed a law outlawing prison slavery mm. because that is the clause of the 13th amendment that was that allows, not repealed yes that is still there right. and is causing this and it's actually really cool to total side note just to see how that wave is coming through the u.s about how no we really need to talk about this again and how slavery does exist and we've got to stop this so let's just go right into the next clip folks How it all started in terms of me kind of like now building a curriculum of black feminist theory for slaves was one slave came into our sessions with a lot of emotional baggage and lots of white guilt. And so I just turned to the people I trust. I turned to Patricia Hill Collins and Audre Lorde and was like, these are some texts and readings that have been really powerful for me and shaped my thinking around things. Why don't you try reading Audre Lorde and see like how it makes you feel? And while you're at it, write me like a thousand words. I could even look at an essay. Um, yeah, if you could pull it up on your phone. Could you bring me my phone? Um, I will probably read <laughs> this last paragraph of this um, essay that I got yesterday. I am very aware of the real capacity and potential of black women, not only physical, but intellectual and emotional. It is my obligation to pass this knowledge to as many people as possible, making the word of Mistress Velvet a fact and rule among Latin males too. (laughs) The knowledge, passing, spreading the knowledge of Mistress Velvet across the world. It's kind of funny. I, for one, am going to make all of my submissives write essays from now on. Is that the best torture ever, teacher, sex teacher, Allison? That sounds like something I should have thought of. I know, right? (laughs) I I, got to say, she is brilliant for for a couple of reasons. First off, um, everybody has a personal experience that's different from everybody else's personal experience. And if you are white... Don't assume that you know what the black experience is. If these guys are willing to go in, get uh, pay this person to to whip them uh, while uh, dropping some knowledge on them, and they soak it in and bring and 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 actually absorb it. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think it's wonderful. That's why I said this was one of my favorite stories that I've ever pulled for the show. I and, think she I think she's absolutely brilliant, and her niche is one that I could only hope to aspire to, but I could not, ever, ever. Yeah, I, I, I just think it's absolutely brilliant. And one day, if I ever meet her, I'm going to tell her so. Maybe you should start writing an essay now, just in that case. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I want to apply to be her white intellectual apprentice. What Mistress uh, helped me see with the uh, black feminist theory and readings was how much deeper um, everything goes and how much deeper... Uh, and how much more I owe being a white man and benefiting from this system of privilege and oppression. 
I definitely fetishized uh, Mistress at first. I've done a lot of work to really try to unpack that and unlearn um, the fetishization. For those that have like a weird fetish of like blackness and black women, they're gonna really eat that up. Um, and so I kind of have this like weird um, dual relationship with my fetishization where I use it to get clients, but then I wanna process through it with them as well. I remember one time I went to a play party and this I opened the door and this white person says, hey, you wanna be my slave? And I'm just like immediately blown away about like the, the depth of that word and their inability to like recognize like how like the weight of saying that to a black person when it in the past has been used white by white people to talk about black people and enslaved Africans and now I'm being able to re like appropriate that word and call my white men slaves and it feels really powerful in that way. Yeah, I get it. She has been a goddess her whole life. She really yeah. Absolutely. Yep. I'm, I I I think I may already have, but I for one I'm going to follow her on Twitter, and and maybe start a dialogue with her. I I probably will do the same thing. I just I, I find it fascinating uh, to take this route, uh, but it works. I mean, and and I totally get what she's saying, but it it's just it's a it it's a very smart way to to do this to to make people smarter. Well, when I say smart, wiser, woke. <laughs> woke. Dave woke. was mouthing the word woke earlier. So, the percentage of people who have a fetish about black dominatrix women, there's some percentage of that are going to be totally racist. And, Absolutely. And like she's able to find those people and be like, oh, no, 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 honey, you're writing a thousand page essay too about like what's wrong with like the, the thought process that brought yeah. you here. Yeah. I think that's absolutely brilliant. And I do know uh, a uh, dominatrix out of Oakland who um, is, you know, we're, we're friends. We've been friends for years and years and years. And is uh, she available for the show? You know, I can ask her. Thank that you. would be fantastic. Thank you. John yeah. Corn. I, I can ask her. Yeah. She's probably got stories about the kind of racist white guys this lady's talking about. We have a little bit more from Mistress Velvet, and I'm absolutely loving listening. I, I could listen to her for hours. She's amazing. My slaves pay my rent. They help me pay my student loans back. You know, they're like funding my life. I don't want to undermine the fact that black people in the U.S. and in Africa are owed a significant amount of reparations, but I find myself trying to get some of that with my clients. The uh, Velvet Underground song, uh, Venus and Furs. Uh, there's a line that says, strike dear mistress and cure his heart. Mistress has cured my heart. Good. I, 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 I actually think that she's doing the world a service, personally. I couldn't agree more. And, and, I, and I don't mean, you know, uh, BDSM. BDSM. I, 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 that, that's an that added too. bonus. But, uh, you know, choosing that route. But yeah, she's doing the uh, society a service. I think she is absolutely. I think she's brilliant. I, I think she's absolutely right in being able to claim that part of what she's doing is reparations and that is in re-educating that old school 
superiority complex that many of us were born into or cultured into by our parents or their parents. I know a lot of friends who have incredibly racist grandparents and Thanksgiving's oh, always a fun Thanksgiving's always a fun experience, you know, uh, hoping granny doesn't say the N word again, like she did last year, that kind of thing. I think what she is doing is absolutely brilliant. And I want to encourage anybody else out there to consider how you can incorporate some of what she's saying and take take the idea of slavery as even more than just you're going to follow my orders because it really that word we throw it around in this in this uh in this show and in kink but it's got a much heavier heavier meaning so realize what the power of the word that you're wielding when you say will you be my slave that's completely different i completely agree yes so going back to our fucking word of the day (laughs) her motives Mm. are pure Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And non-toxic. Yes. Completely non-toxic femininity. Not only is it non-toxic, but it it actually is making the world a better place. And for that, I thank her. So our final... Thank you, Mistress Velvet. Our final docket item Mm. is... Our final docket item is our Go Fuck Yourself Better segment because we are trying to help you... Have better sex. And if you can't go fuck yourself, how are you going to go fuck someone else? This is a parody. This is a commercial for an app that I wish existed. But (laughs) but it's awesome. We're going to talk about if this were a real thing, how much how much better or worse do you think dating would be? Let's hear what we got. Meeting the right person can be hard. With most dating apps, you don't know what you're getting into. But with Dick Picker, at least you know what's getting into you. Good shit. Why waste time telling women about my religion or goals in life? My best attribute is my dick. I'm not looking for the one. I'm looking for two. Balls. Dick Picker is changing the game. Dick Picker hasn't led to more marriages than any other dating app, but it has led to more pictures of dicks. (laughs) When I saw a picture of his penis, I was like, uh... Yeah, I put that in my mouth. <laughs> As a man with a more average-sized penis, Dick Picker let me be up front, sparing me that look of disappointment before the first time we made love. <laughs> and as a woman with a medical condition where I have a very small vagina, it was just so helpful to know how tiny Steve's penis was going to be before we met. <laughs> I wouldn't call it. You like Coldplay? Show me your dick. Perfectly, perfectly average. Or a woman with a very, very small vagina. I have Googled it. What I love about Kelly is that she really loves my penis. Dick picker. Cut through the junk by cutting right to the junk. And if you're a woman who likes to make your lady business his business, check out Twat Shotter. Oh, this, this picture really brings out your labia. Mm. Uncircumcised. I love that. <laughs> I love that. So, having been through the social media of dating sites, I started on OK Stupid, and then I went to Tinder, or maybe I even started on Friendster all those years ago, or Sex Adult Sex Finder, whatever those were. How much easier would it be if? 
are you looking for Mr. Right or Mrs. Right online? Or are you just looking for some quick satisfaction and hoping to turn it into a friendship? How much easier would it be if you could see what you were working with before you got into the dark? Of oh, the, trust the me. They, they send you pictures, like dick pics, like right, pretty much right away from what my female friends have told me this, I am assuming. That You've never gotten an unsolicited dick pic or a tit pic or a twat pic? No, actually. And, and I feel so Aww. cheated. Aww. Honestly, I would love that app just because I would want everyone to use it. Like most people are on Facebook and Twitter. So if I meet someone and they're flirting with me, I just go straight to that thing and go, how big is it? Because I have to guess and I really don't want to waste my time. So on OkCupid, the big focus of OkCupid was you had to fill out like these paragraphs about your likes and dislikes and your hobbies and your favorite quotes, which are supposed to sell, tell something deeper about you and meaningful. And that's supposed to help build some kind of solid relationship before you even see their junk. But I hate small talk. It's like, you want to? You want to? Yeah, all right. Let's, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's, uh, maybe yeah. we're going to be compatible. Maybe we're not. I and getting a dick pic right away at least you know what you're working with and i have found that men who are somewhat smaller than average are kind of shy about it and i'll say hey send me send me the picture it doesn't matter you have one i don't it's fantastic i I will say this though like uh if you have a certain size uh there there's a something to be said for not sending a dick pic or whatever let them unwrap it and then the expression on their face absolutely True. But then going back to why we do online, are we looking for love? Are we looking for sex? Are we looking for both? I've also tried it and I've had zero luck with both outcomes. It just doesn't work for me, mostly because I like to think that I am far too complex for a dating profile. Well, that's true. And everybody puts their best self on there. And then I don't. (laughs) Yeah. The dating apps, um, when you first when you first go out with somebody, you're only presenting your best self. If you have to fart, you go into the other room. If you know, you don't show them that your flaws, your flailings, your humanity, because you're trying to you're putting on your shiny and you're trying to get you're trying to attract the person. See, and and here's the thing: it's like uh, everybody's flawed. Nobody is perfect. And you spend the first three months trying to uh, put on your best self. And uh, then you, they learn, oh, my God, he's not perfect uh, or she's not perfect. Well, why not just show your honest, true self from the beginning and cut out all that? that- I think part of it is, it, it, you know, we chose the exact right go fuck yourself word of the day today because I think it all goes back to purity. What, how... How are we approaching our courtship? Are we approaching it as we're hoping to eventually have sex and be friends? If that's the case, show me what what you're like as a friend, but also show me what you're like as a lover, and that way I can decide. You know, that's that's actually a good point. I've had sex with uh, with several friends, and uh, it it's just like you know you establish the friendship first. Sometimes that works, but sometimes it depends on what your goal is. Depends if your, what goal, your goal is yeah if your goal is i want to get laid then who cares about the personality stuff so the best social media site that i have found is pornhub 
I have a profile on there. People hit me up. I can look at their video playlists. I can see if we're into the same stuff before they even send me a dick pic. And if I see that they've got a whole bunch of videos that I'm that I find cars. little uh, cars, <laughs> a little bit unseemly, perhaps. Maybe, you, like, find, maybe you find the answer to the question, how do you fuck the car from an earlier clip? I'm going to look that up later. I just am fascinated. I really want to know. So I, I, I think show of hands, who, who would like if we had the dick picker app here at this table? Yeah, why not? All right. Three yeah. out of three. Yeah. Dave's like, Dave's producer Dave has Tinder. That kind of is the dick picker app. Actually, it's Grinder. Grinder. Oh, Grinder. Grinder. That's why this conversation was like, I was like, whatever. I didn't. <laughs> like our yeah. shit is the best. Grinder yeah. has been around forever and it just does what it's supposed to do. And, and, and why is it that, that nobody has swiped um, on, on Grinder for me? That's not how it works. Oh. They would just press your thing and then press the little okay, message I've button. Never, I've never been on there in my life, so I don't know. Yeah, they would press the thing. They'd press your profile. They'd see your picture. They'd press the picture, and then there would be a little button that they hit, and they hit the button, and then their little text window opens up, and then they say whatever the thing they're going to say is. Thank you for gay-splaining it to us, Dave. Yes. Not, not having the experience of Grindr. I, I've not had the experience it is, of Grindr. It is, the, it is far superior to your technology. <laughs> it, it, are, are you saying that's foreign technology like from another planet it's just from the future or it's it is people. from the future yeah no that's why i think i think what happened was <laughs> that that someone from the future came to the present and gave us grinder uh and, and they left and they left and <laughs> said like okay have fun <laughs> solve all your other problems yourselves here you know if, if, if I, i'm all about free love if, if everybody was just fucking each other then this world would be a much better place you know we're making light of it folks but i think i think it's really important to think about what are you looking for when you try and make a connection for the person and just admit up front we're looking we're looking to bang we're looking to bang it, there's nothing shameful about it we're no, looking to have something personal and intimate and intense and if it's good maybe i'll call you back for it but you can have interesting experiences with people interesting intimate experiences and not even have a repeat of it and still have it not have been a waste of time because you learned something from them and unless you're purity patty there's no problem with this that's how we pick people that we want to be with and we have to know their intimacies if we're going to you know develop that meaningful bond or they just be, go into the friend zone and you just stay friends and that's okay too. Yeah, there's not the, you know, there's no one definition of what um, sex should be. Like it, as long as you're two consenting human beings, <laughs> um, then I don't really care um, what your relationship was or is or as long as you guys are happy with each other, that's cool. I, I dig it. It's it's fine, you know. And and, and we just need to uh, like. Make love, not war. That's just mm -hmm. all, you know, like... Make dick pics, don't block people. That's right. So we would like to thank you with all our hearts and various other soft, squishy body parts for listening to Go Fuck Yourself. Please subscribe to Echoplex Media's podcasts on all of your pod clouds, such as I iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Please check out our Patreon and consider giving us some of your hard-earned cash so we can keep doing this fun podcast for you. And you can join us in the Discord during our live shows, which are Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's the Plex, the big show, if you want to talk about politics. And from Tuesday nights from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. That's Local Love, and that's our local Bay Area music showcase. We're going to go around the room one more time and introduce ourselves and tell people where they can find you on the social medias. My name is Johnny Korn. 
by the way. And you can catch me on uh, johnnycorn.net. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y-C-O-R-N.net because someone already had .com. And all of my social media um, stuff is on there along with clips of me uh, from uh, commercials, uh, stand-up, um, movie trailers, that sort of thing. So all of it's there. And I am Sex Teacher Allison, normally Teacher Allison. And you can find me at Kiss of Tillis on Twitter. And you can read my blog about, you know, how I'm going to fix the world at optimisticsatire.blogspot.com. Do you have anything else to add, Producer Dave? Oh, uh, yeah. You can find all of the Echoplex stuff at, at Echoplex Media on all the socials and uh, give us money at patreon.com slash Echoplex and uh, join our chat room at discord.me slash Echoplex. Uh, patrons, you'll be getting this show right away. So here's an ad for tomorrow's show. Uh, you should listen to tomorrow's show. That's the Plex, 7 p.m. Pacific, echoplexmedia.com. And I am your hostess, the Waffle Princess. You can find me on Twitter at Waffly Princess or on Facebook at the Go Fuck Yourself Facebook group. Thank you very much for listening. And please continue to participate in the group on Facebook. We put polls up there, <laughs> not for stripping, but for giving your opinion. We post a lot of silly memes, but we also have intelligent conversations about the topics that we're talking about on the air, and hopefully you can join in and continue to think about sex in a new light, because if you can't go fuck yourself, how are you going to go fuck someone else? That's true. Thank you for listening, folks. Bye-bye. Have a great tomorrow.
Now, what you need to do, this is Dr. Phil, what you need to do, what you need to do, first of all, is listen to ecoplexmedia.com. Then you need to make some pancakes. Then you need to vote for Oprah. I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be vice president. Vice president, Dr. Phil. It's got a nice ring to it. This picture really brings out your labia. Be sure you check the meat every time.